Oh god. What have I got myself into? We'll start off with a little bit on the chest. Oh, that's warm. <laughs> oh god. Alright. Are you gonna have a countdown or are you just gonna give her? <laughs> like, you okay, ready? Are you ready? All right. Three, Here we go. Two. This is the BWF Wrestling Podcast. With your host and the leader of the BWF Nation, the King Susan Little Babu, the undisputed BWF champion, Aaron Bishop! BWF Nation, it's yours and mine favorite time of week. It's time for the BWF Wrestling Podcast. Brought to you by the Hunting Party Channel. As always, I'm your host, Aaron Bishop, joined by co-host G. Patrick Condon. Patrick, we have a jam-packed week in store for our audience. We have punishments, we have interviews, we have deep dives into Hogan and HBK, one of the craziest storylines and matches of all time. It's We have a lot. Uh, Condon, please tell the folks how your week has been so we can get right into it. Uh, busy week. Uh, it's been a storied week. I've uh, had a lot to think about since we last uh, spoke, which was um, admittedly a, a rude phone call between us during the Royal Rumble. I've been um, in therapy for quite some time now, and I've been working on uh, being a better winner. Um, and <laughs> I did not fulfill my promise of being a better winner last weekend. So, uh, <clears throat> hopefully we get to, uh, I'll get another kick at the can and I'll be a little bit more humble next time. Uh, Aaron, what about you? What have you been up to? Work was but super busy, but super successful. Uh, it was a great month, great into the great into the week. Um, I cannot be happier. I'm glad that we had this time to relax, though, because I've been looking forward to this all week long. Not gonna lie. Now, nice. Yes, it's always yeah. yeah, it's always good. It's always good. Um, okay, so I guess uh, I'll get into it. Uh, if you want to keep the good times going, there, folks, all you got to do is subscribe to the current channel that you're on now. I wonder if maybe we should say that almost right out of the gate. Uh, subscribe uh notifications um subscribe notifications leave a comment uh give us a thumbs up and uh go over and uh give us uh, some love on uh kofi um the less said about that the better and uh and if you are looking at any looking for any old previous episodes we are in the process, I think, of updating um, our audio version because we know 
all you wrestling fans out there like to listen to the uh the podcast while you're going about your daily tasks and so uh head to bwfpodcast.com to do that send us a message aaron what are we talking about this week if you send us a message or ask us a question you'll be automatically entered into the draw to win this beautiful NWA championship belt which i will be giving away as my punishment <laughs> my 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 mega punishment on the on the labors thing that we were doing yeah the, the labors thing it's the it's the six labors we've been doing it i think <laughs> since november uh maybe even october um it's just been a huge process and i'll be honest with you it's been a disappointment i thought that it would skyrocket us up to success um to uh, maybe it was too convoluted as much as i thought that i could easily explain to people what this deal was uh people sort of checked out they just didn't get the concept there you go Lesson there you learned. go but yes the draw will be happening at wrestlecon in april there you yeah. go so more of a I reason am. to come and uh, chit chat with us at wrestlecon great now, Conan, I did like the punishments. I thought it did add a nice element to the show. It's so, over now, though. Oh, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. We're going to keep this shit going. Now, we'll do it now. Since we don't have any predictions or trivia this week, which I do suggest will be the main thing going forward, this week, may I throw out an open challenge to you, sir? I have... Uh, okay, I mean, I... Do I have to agree to it before you say? Oh, yeah, 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 you have to agree to it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Then yes, I <laughs> if agree. If you lose, you have to do punishment next week. If I lose, I do the punishment next week. Okay. What What is it? It's probably going to backfire on me, but I have two jokes. Okay, and if you don't uh, if you don't laugh at either one of those jokes, I'll get punished. But if you laugh, then you punish. You, you'll you'll get the punishment. This is a suicide mission, Aaron. I have a as the soul that has been crushed by the weight of the world. I, uh, most of the time, I'm laughing. It's I'm crying on the inside. So <laughs> the, I don't know. I mean, if you want me to take away even the pity laughs, like the night we're buddies, I, so just don't laugh. And if I can do that with these two jokes, then you lose. If you smile, it's fine. But if you like show teeth, like if you show teeth or uh, make a sound, sure, done. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Hold on. You want one of? Do you want one of these? Like a drum roll. Maybe we should save the save it for the punchline. But either way, here we go. What do you call a Chinese billionaire? Cha-ching! Incredibly racist, Aaron, and uh, I apologize to all of our Asian fans out there. Um, we know that you are our second highest demographic after uh, our Indian audience, and uh, don't 
subscribe to the beliefs of Aaron. And Aaron, you know, after the week that we had in that video, promo video I released a couple of days ago where we are pretty much making light of the situation in the WWE, I don't think that we should add racist against the Chinese or Asians uh, to this. What about you? What do you think? What were you thinking, I guess I should ask? What do you call a Chinese Vince McMahon? He's Vince McMahon. Really? What, Aaron? Pooping. <laughs> now, did you? Oh, that's. Oh. Blues. Now, did you write both of those jokes? Just the just a Vince one. <laughs> Aaron, I mean, there's not an easier thing. You're the laugher. You're the happy one. This is the uh, dynamic we've established. Jokes. They're good jokes. I can't believe you didn't laugh at the first one. I mean, but, the, the, it's racist, and the other one makes fun of uh, sexual violence. Oh, my God. It's not racist. <laughs> is it not? I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, Aaron. You lose. I, 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 what one was the better of the two? Probably the Vince McMahon one. But uh, what, uh, how did you come up with the what? You heard the cha-ching one and then out of the Vince. Okay, not bad. I'll give you that. It's not a bad joke. Thank you. I guess yeah. God. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So uh, what's <laughs> that's funny. What are yeah. we uh we're going into the news? Sir. Oh man. Here we go. Almost just let it play for the rest of the show there might as well <laughs> i love it man i love it so aaron yeah what's been going on in the world of wrestling since last week's devastating uh topic yeah speaking of vince mcmahon he's now since resigned since our last show he is no longer part of tko or he has anything to do with anything with the wwe so goodbye vince uh lawyers from tko are trying to figure out a way to buy out his remaining shares which uh, equal to be about two to three billion dollars wow i mean uh what a shame <laughs> if, if that's the uh if that's the price you have to pay i don't know i've uh i have spoken to some women about this whole thing and I got to say, the consensus has been for a million dollars, I would be pooped on. So that's what women say. I don't know how quickly I would make that decision. Aaron, what about you? Did we ask this question? I figure that would be one of the most important ones. Well, if someone, um, okay. Who, first of all, who's doing the shitting? Okay. <laughs> Vince McMahon. 
So Vince McMahon offers me $1 million of shit on me. Am I going to say yes? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know. Um, <laughs> Probably, yes. Yeah. And, and let's not forget that the reason this is all happening is because he didn't pony up the money that he said he was going to. So he really is just his, uh, his uh, shyster pro wrestling promoter uh genes that his father instilled in him was was what sort of killed him in the end right which is a little poetic isn't it his whole life he was trying to run away from the wrestling business didn't want to be associated with it and that's what got him in the end not wanting to pay the talent a woman he shit on literally and figuratively was his downfall how appropriate you know i before i came on here i was watching uh, a video that um uh talked about uh, john laurinaitis uh and his lawyer and john laurinaitis is now saying that he was also a victim in in this whole thing what, what's your take on that i mean it's pretty good, ridiculous isn't it it's ridiculous it's, it's a good route to go smart it's a smart way to go yeah. about it buddy. it's obviously he wasn't a fucking victim i mean if he was a victim he would have tried to be you know getting that poor woman help at some point i don't know like they they, they could have done something you yes. know and yeah just yeah look i don't even want to say about it it's fucking ridiculous i can't even believe that he's i can't believe it because it's a smart way to go but yeah it's fucked up this is too thing. bad i mean the, this thing is just breaking up friendships now and that's the hardest thing about it yeah laura nice and vince man they were buddy buddy for fucking how many years now 30 40 years i don't think that you could find a closer friendship really than the things that they did together i mean if that's not a friend then what is and now they're not friends anymore it's sadder than cm punk and um cole cabana really Mm. yeah damn it uh anything else yeah, The Rock is the on the board of directors for TKO. So Vince is out, Rock is in. Did we not talk about that last week? Uh, maybe, maybe we did. Yeah. But uh, so busy. Uh, Rock. I know, though, I know yeah. that uh, Vince. Um, I know that Vince uh, got. Uh, it was right after we stopped recording that we. Um, he resigned that he resigned so I think that the rock was already on and I'm gonna have to be a little bit selfish about this but uh I don't I'm not really too bothered about Vince uh possibly never being seen again although have you ever been to a wrestling show where Vince came out have you ever seen Vince in person oh uh, no no I haven't definitely I haven't Vince yeah so that's I'm uh I'm I'm really upset about actually I did see Vince I did oh. see Vince the show Royal Rumble 2013 uh Rock and Punk he came out and restarted the match ah I did see him uh well there you go um I'm I'm upset about the uh Lesnar match and and yeah. I think we talked about this last week I don't know really like how I think there's a path back for for Brock Maybe not in time for mania, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what he did really. I, my understanding of this is that he was going to sex traffic her, but a snowstorm got in the way, so it didn't happen. So, is there such thing as attempted 
recipient intent. of sex trafficker intent, yeah probably yeah. oh okay never mind then yeah um and i mean she sent him a picture of a video of her urinating which i was just thinking before we came on i, I thought you know that's like unsolicited that's sort of the same thing as a guy sending you a dick pic he requested it that's the thing though he got oh better yeah phone number okay and- all right yeah that's not good then no. so i thought that it was jo- i thought that okay that makes his comment calling her a bitch afterwards not good i thought that no. he was uh i thought that no. was his reaction that no. you know got it it's like you bitch no i was like bitch yeah, yeah. i would so, say that uh, brock lesnar is an angry lover did you see that 99 percent of his merchandise is on sale right now at wwe shop and he is yeah. no longer part of any plans for the for the future he is gone <sighs> what a sad ending what a sad ending i've seen people say that they're going to give vince the same treatment as uh chris benoit yeah but i don't think that this is on the same level really on the same level and it's a little harder to do but he's just not gonna be mentioned anymore pretty much like they're not gonna erase them there's not gonna mention them yeah well, i never say never there's another thing too i mean they said that about hogan after he was dropping end bombs so yeah. and you can say what you want about vince well no he's kind of a racist too he he said the n-word on uh on w- on live tv there yeah okay well you know i mean this is pretty shocking i think for a lot of people but not really for anybody that's been following the products like but the general population is horrified by all this listen in the 80s i don't know if we mentioned this last week or not but in the 80s we had the ring boys you know the Mm. pat patterson and all them you know diddling the ring boys and then in the 90s of course as i said we had the attitude era and you know and all the shit that happened then and all the stuff with Fallis Mula, all those years of Mula. She was the original OG sex trafficker. And yeah. I don't know, like it's just it's always been there. Sex trafficking and sexual abuse has always been part of wrestling from the yeah. time it's been completed. And it's it's a fucking I don't I don't even know what to say. Like it's a shame. It's something's gotta be done. Is this the thing, the catalyst that cleans up professional wrestling forever? I don't know. But. yeah well i think i think that um i think that wrestling was already sort of on the right path before this and this is almost like just getting rid of the trash Remin- remnants the trash yeah 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 because um because i think i mean by all accounts triple h doesn't although triple h did not really answer the question when posed to him very well but never heard of him uh um sort of being like vince but who knows what's going on um but how about that cody rhodes hey i mean that guy is media polished you see (laughs) his answer when uh asked the same thing which he shouldn't even been asked i mean he's just a he's guy uh but blue triple h's answer out of the water triple h was like i just want to talk about all the good uh, stuff that happened this weekend uh i haven't really people in tropicana field uh, <laughs> i haven't <laughs> really been watching uh the uh reading the, the thing and then cody like did a little like he did uh, cody was like bill clinton he was just did a little like it's great it's a great question 
he started off by complimenting the question. I mean, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Just give you great. a couple of seconds. First of all, that's a great question. You know, <laughs> and then just like bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. He's just likable. And if anything, uh, the guy should be the face of your company. I mean, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred. No matter what match Cody is in at WrestleMania this year, I will be cheering for Cody. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else going on? One more quick thing I want to bring up. Mick Foley wants to lose 100 pounds for his 60th birthday and have a death match with other Mox or Cardona. What do you think of that, Pat? Um, yeah. I mean, if it gets him to lose 100 pounds, I think that that's great. How old is he now? He's uh, turning 60. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and he said it will it will be a gory affair. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, he's given us enough, I think. But I guess he never really had a. What was his last match? Like, what was his retirement match? Did he have oh, one? Man, was it something in TNA? Did that come after SummerSlam and Flair? It must have. Yeah, well, he was back and forth, and then I think maybe even his TNA run, he was just a commissioner or something. But he hasn't had anything. He, he hasn't had anything since then, huh? Yeah, yeah, he had matches in TNA, but I don't know if he had matches since TNA or not. I can't. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think so. I don't think that. Um, I don't. I don't think that uh, that he like he needs to do it. Honestly. <laughs> I don't think that there's any, it doesn't do anything for anybody. Um, and I would prefer him to uh, not uh, Ric Flair himself out of his career. I mean, I would like for McFoley to be able to get out of bed in the morning, you know. And it's a miracle that he's able to do that now if he is really. So he is. I can't imagine a 60 year old decrepit McFoley going out there and doing a fucking death match. Like, it's not needed, Mick. I know you're watching. Okay. Yes. We love you. Stop stop emailing us, Mick. You're not eligible for the belt. That's right. Jesus. (laughs) Okay. That's it for news. Wonderful. And uh, then we are going right into. uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just getting ready for all this. And I don't know that I got the music ready. So. Maybe I'll have to put it in after. But we're, we're are we doing the real deal? No, we're not even doing the real deal yet, are we? Well, we are. We are. We're going to have a special edition of the real deal this week for our viewers. Uh, as we alluded to in the intro, I get punished this week. Um, this week, my punishment is waxing. I'm going to get my armpits waxed. Maybe my chest. I don't know. We'll see. But my armpits have more hair. So, um this is going to be a very special edition of the real deal. We're going to put it in post. Uh, I haven't actually done it yet. So <laughs> I am, I'm just as excited to see this video as everybody else is out there. What? Yeah. Um, I, what happens if we go and throw to it and nothing shows up? What, what are we to think then that you pussied out dare I yeah. say, or I, I, I'm not pussy. Out, I promise there will be, There'll be yelling, there'll be crying, there's going to be some ripping, some tearing of the flesh. It's going to be fantastic. (laughs) 
Nation, this is your host, the Bish, and this is my punishment for the week, getting waxed. Oh God, what have I got myself into? We'll start off with a little bit on the chest. Oh, that's warm. <laughs> oh god all right are you going to have a countdown or are you just going to give her are you ready are you ready all right Three, here we go two show your face here we go <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, I already did. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the nipple. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> here we go. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, 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 oh. oh God. Oh, God. My jute dog. Oh, fuck. 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 Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> okay. The whole thing. Holy shit, that's hot. I can't do the whole thing. I have to do it like really fast or else it'll dry. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Don't elbow me in the face. No, I won't. <laughs> Three, two, one, no. <laughs> no. You got most of it. That's good. It's good enough? I think we're good. I think we're good. <laughs> Ow. Ow, my armpits, ow. <laughs> Sorry, Bish. Sorry. Put some lotion on it. I can't believe you started crying. I never thought that that would be your reaction. <laughs> Look, I say I'm not, I'm not a man. <laughs> no. I mean, you just proved it right then and there that you just don't have the testicular fortitude. Um, we laugh, we kid, and we thank you, Aaron. For everything that you do for this show, it's uh, impressive. I'm sure the pain wasn't that bad. <laughs> Thank you. That's going to make a nice uh, sound bite when we turn this into a video. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, Chronicles, I really should know the rundown by now. We're going to go to Chronicles, and then when our guest shows up, we will do our thing. Yeah, absolutely. 
Alrighty, sir. So, Aaron, uh, totally, totally pumped when you uh, suggested this week's episode. It was uh, sort of out of left field from um, from uh, the stuff that we've been doing. It's it's modern, but there's so much good stuff in this little uh, little feud that uh, involves two of the greatest. What are we doing? Pretty much everything. We got Hogan and HBK from 2005. We got backstage politics. We got HBK just doing HBK things. I mean, this is one of the greatest storylines of the modern era, as far as I'm concerned. Payoff match was hilarious, but yet awesome at the same time. So, Patrick, let's just dig right in, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, so how do we get these two guys together? Or what kind of uh, set set the table for us here before we eat on this, this uh, piece? <laughs> sure thing. The year is 2005. Hogan has just been inducted into the Hall of Fame the night before WrestleMania 21. The night of WrestleMania 21, Hogan comes out to save Eugene from the beating from uh, uh, Muhammad, oh my God, Muhammad Hussain yes. or Muhammad Hussain and uh, Davari. Now, backstage... Uh, the plan was this is supposed to be almost like a year-long feud now or program with with hbk um but as we'll talk about later on how how plans change but as of right now the plan is for hogan and uh, hbk to team up at first and then fight three matches in a best of three series culminating in the fall of that year but let's take a look at wrestlemania 21 and see how this all gets started one of the loudest pops of all time, as far as I, uh, from my recollection anyway. I mean, and if I wasn't given a WrestleMania moment, I was going to create one myself. Uh oh. saw hulk hogan besides the ceremony is he still active in the wwe at this point no he's been uh gone since 2003 mr uh, america america yeah after that he went on to start filming his hogan knows best uh show 
Wow. Okay. So, and this is the a pretty good uh, induction year too, right? Because it's all of his buddies. Yeah, it's Piper. It's Sheik. It's it's all kinds of them. So, um, so okay. So, how what? Uh, how does he save Eugene? Like, what? Where does Shawn Michaels come into play? Oh, we'll see that in a bit. But here, okay. Oh, so <laughs> it is. All right. I, I mean, you. demonetized out of this is way too much wwe without anybody talking <laughs> if you see if the people at home see a bunch of shit right before i said that it's because it was uninterrupted wwe programming I'm trying to keep talking. out here the next night on rise when hogan saves uh sean michaels so the next night uh hassan and davari they start beating up hbk and hogan comes down to make the save man it's crazy uh looking back at these old raws that i remember hating at the time and how nostalgic even now it makes me feel that yeah, know, guy right? what's that guy's name not grisham right right yeah he doesn't see him and now he does oh yeah and davari goes for it well, you said their attitude will get you places to go. Oh, no, it's just like that. Oh, my goodness. We're going to have another one. Another victory by the Hobbit Song. Look at that step. Oh, Hobbit Song ain't the best. Come on, Hobbit. They are just going to kick the crap out of Sean Whitehead. Just pounding business with this guy that's crazy like what could have been with Muhammad Hassan that's a oh, that's an episode for another day really is he being you both man we both thought he was going to be a future champion one day for sure yeah he had it all he had it all man now he he's all teaching time. yeah he was good in the ring and like, the people hated him I mean it was good I mean it was it was quickly devolved right because at first it was about how his gimmick was that uh everybody thought that he was a terrorist because america's racist and then he started acting like a terrorist pretty quickly <laughs> pretty quickly yeah so here's the boy here's our guy he's hulking up he doesn't have much time out there he's not no. gonna last very long he's got he's got two minutes he better do everything he can yeah. where's the finger pointing here they are there they are <laughs> two of them that's great it's uh is he still able to do the leg drop at this time he is yeah 
he just picks and chooses his spots no more leg drops that's for sure these days no not these days no god no but yeah this would set up the tag team match between hogan and, and hbk okay so there isn't i thought uh okay yeah i thought that this was they do i thought there was going to be like a warrior moment where they both bang into each other and like just oh yeah no no none of that yet is it uh okay so we go uh oh it's cena cena's involved yeah this is a thought i found really interesting the we have hbk we have hogan and we have john cena all teaming up together in a six-man tag this is the one yeah. and only time they've done this um just an interesting little tidbit of history here i thought okay so nothing uh nothing happens other than the fact that it it happened like it, it happened. it's a yeah, exactly. yeah it's pretty crazy i had it no idea that john cena had any time in the ring with uh hogan but it's around this time when Hogan's realizing that how over of a face HBK actually is. And requests, you're talking about behind the scenes? Just with the fans. Yeah, but you mean Hogan, the person, is realizing that HBK yes. is over? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. In, in real life. So in real life, he's now afraid that the fans will boo him in his match against hbk so the original plan was hbk just wants to know if he can beat hogan he just needs to know if he's good enough to beat hogan but that wasn't good enough for hogan hogan wanted hbk to turn heel because hogan was afraid that the fans would boo hogan so hbk did not want to turn heel but we'll see what happens with that soon enough yeah but uh so he is still politicking even like that that's crazy it's the same thing that he did to jake roberts pretty much except with jake it was like just deals off like yeah pretty much like it's it's so funny hogan man Ho you can see the evolution of hogan in this storyline it's so funny man hogan's yeah. a funny figure. i'm surprised that he even had that kind of pull at that point because i know uh, man i know yeah but I guess Vince, they all wanted those three matches. That that would have been money, you know, for sure. But there's no competition, you know. Like what? How you know? How good of a money thing is it? So okay, so this is the tag match now. Yeah, this is the tag match here, and it's Hogan and HBK versus Carlito and Kurt Angle, and this is known as a super kick heard around the world. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a leg drop here. For wow, Kurt. that's yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's something to brag about. Yeah, really a leg drop at that that age. So um, cool. Okay, so you can sort of see the writings on the wall here. I yeah. I always thought that it, it was nowhere though. Like I never saw this coming. I really no, did. No, no. I mean, it, well, hindsight. Yeah. Yeah, hindsight. Right. Yeah. Here you go, Hogan. You know, <laughs> just posing to the crowd. Here you go. Turns around <laughs> and here not a, he oh. barely got him. Uh, and HBK's facial expression, yeah, just looking over him. Oh my god, yeah, that's pretty iconic. His like uh, weird uh, stare down, like um, sort of removed from the mm -hmm. situation. Pretty, uh, pretty good. Now I was about to say, like Hogan versus HBK was never a match that was on my dream match card. Personally, like it was never, um, it was never a feud that not like uh say brett and angle or or sean and and Jer and uh, guerrero is probably one that's a little bit more appropriate i never was really hankering for 
um, HBK and Hogan because I never saw them being able to work well together. Right, right. Totally different contrast and styles, 100%. So, but, uh, even after the super kick, though, Hogan was like, Hold on, brother. You're not over and up as a heel. Okay. <laughs> you go out there and super kick Piper. <laughs> Poor Piper. Oh, man. So they bring him Piper for, and he does the same thing again. That's hilarious. So they bring him Piper for a uh, for a payday. Yeah. Boom, Which doesn't make any sense because Piper hated Hogan. Like, why is... It makes no sense. He just called, he came out and called HBK a coward. Uh, well, then he asked for it. So, um, so okay. So now it's uh, set up. This is at SummerSlam 2005. We're we're working to barreling yeah. towards. Yeah, yeah. And, this is uh, the uh, got- where they actually uh, set up the match. Uh, HBK comes out. He has a spiel. Yeah, that's the Larry King interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you do your. Th- I don't have a. This is the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, is it no? Um, Oh shit! No, you're right. I didn't send the link. My bad again. Never mind. Uh, fine, it's, yeah. it's boring. It's boring anyway. Fuck. <laughs> what it is is just HPK comes out and he just says he's going to make Hogan earn everything in the ring. So I think mm. it's around this time backstage. Hogan is starting to say, "I don't know. I don't know if I want to do those three matches. I think it might just be one match." So uh hogan or hbk comes out he's like he's gonna make him he's, he even says in the interview he's gonna poke the bear he's gonna make him earn it and blah 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 hogan's like, blah, 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 brother accepted blah, blah, blah. so right well okay so maybe this is the time to ask but what do you think about that who do you think is in the right as of now do you think who you side with yeah uh hogan is fucking politicker man i he agreed to three matches and now he's just like he's changing things on the fly changing things on the fly he's going to end up only doing the one match and i think hbk knows that here now now apparently hbk uh told hogan that he was going to be doing these skits and hogan's like yeah it's all good brother it's all business so hbk just uh lets himself be himself and larry yeah, King, I- it's, it's funny shit it's good shit yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't like when WWE does these parodies. I find that it's like <laughs> those uh, Chinese jokes that you just that you made earlier. You know, it's sort of low hanging fruit. Oh, What's funny about this is that, uh, you know, it, I think the last time they did a, a Larry King parody was when they were doing the Huckster stuff back in 95. So 20 years later, they're still making jokes that Hulk Hogan is old. Yeah. Slam. Every day the Hulkster wakes up that he's not dead, brother. He's living on bonus time. Let me ask you a question, Hulky. Are you up? Bad guy or a good guy? Well, on camera, brother, I'm a great guy. But when that camera goes off, brother, oh, it's a different story, brother. Oh. Uh, somewhere in his house, a young Adam Page is taking notes on what to say to see him punk one day, right? Uh, sort of the same deal. Pretty much. But Hogan does business. Did Hogan actually get upset with this in the end? 
Do you not like this? No, no, I don't think so. He thought it was all, all business. It's fine. See, and that's what CM Punk should have done was no sold it. Old for the wrestling? I got news for you, Larry, brother. It's not how old you are. It's how old you feel, brother. And I feel 157, brother. 57 years old here? 157, yeah. No, no, no. Hulk Hogan, is he actually 57 oh, years Hulk. old? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right, so that's pretty good. Now, we've seen uh, a lot of uh, wrestlers dressing up as their opponents in the past. Where would you rank this? Uh, are you laughing at the screen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, where where do you rank this? This. Uh, well, it's not number one, but, I mean, fuck, it's got to be up there. Definitely top five. I mean, he, the first ones that come to mind are Nation of Domination. Or DX. do you think it's better? That's aged horribly, obviously. It is it has aged aged horribly, but at the time, uh, I mean, fuck, I don't know. Um, and now this is, and we can't have, we cannot watch all this, but uh, this is perhaps the best thing to come out of this feud, and maybe the best thing that happened in wrestling. I mean, if you can throw that net two years before, two years after, maybe. The heel Shawn Michaels showing up. This might be the greatest heel promo of all time, honestly. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Maybe we will come back to that. The greatest okay. heel promo ever. Because uh, see now that we have a little break because... We're doing a little chit-chatting with the Bish. All right, a little chit-chatting with the Bish. So we, uh, why don't you set us up here? What are we doing? Yeah, we have Kyle Shaw joining us today. He's better known as the Canadian Goose. That's what you get when you're chit-chatting with the Bish. All right, uh, joining us this week, the Canadian Goose, Kyle Shaw. Kyle, thank oh, you so oh, much. <laughs> how are you guys? No, thank you. Yeah, great, man. Great. Um, my friend, we saw you at the Royal Canadian Wrestling or Real Canadian Wrestling show not too long ago in Edmonton, and uh, it was me, me and my wife. And you came out and you had your red wrestling uh, singlet uh, going up the Canadian flag, and you're doing your thing. And yeah, my wife, uh, she's like, "Man, he's the best." You're you you caught her eye that night. <laughs> uh, I I absolutely love uh, being the Canadian Goose. It's like completely different from anything else on any wrestling show. So. Like I, I, I love doing it and, uh, you know, it's just been so creatively fulfilling to just kind of try and come up with weird ideas that, you know, I think people will get into like the honking. Like I go, I go honk, honk, honk. And it, it always gets really over every time. So it's, it's it, it makes me so happy. How long have you been doing it? When, when did you become the, uh, Canadian goose? Uh, well, I had my first ever match uh, as the Canadian Goose on October 13th, 2018. So about five, five, six years, I think. I don't wow, know yeah. how the math works, uh, but you, you could you could definitely figure that out. Uh, I'm pretty sure five years, just over five years ago. 
Um, and then of course, like, like I say, uh, I'm, well, we, we, we talked briefly before we started the podcast here, but, uh, I just returned from uh, knee surgery. And so that kept me out of the ring for a, a year. The match you guys would have seen me at would have been, uh, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, it was a big four-way match, right? Uh, Aaron. Oh, is that a four-way or a tag team? It was the same show as Rowan. Yeah, it would have been a four-way match because it was, yep. uh, me, Rick Jules, uh sean martins and jack o'connor i remember i took the sketchiest tower of doom superplex of all time yes yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was so sketchy man like oh. i i got up on the top rope and jack o'connor came up and he he kicked me down and then he came up and he hooked me for a suplex and all was good i was like oh no like i'm about to get suplexed off the top rope but uh, you know that's happened to me before and then rick jules came up and he went to back suplex him off the top rope at the same time and uh there was some sort of malfunction at the junction because jack ended up unhooking me falling off and then he climbed back up and then they both tried to hook me and i was like boys are we doing a double suplex here what's going on and rick tools is like no and then he like like so jack o'connor hooks me but he hooks me on the wrong side like if you know anything about wrestling there's a specific like way you're supposed to hook somebody for a suplex and right. in in canada you know you hook them on a certain side and in mexico you would hook them on the opposite side well he, he hooked me on the mexican side and then i'm like oh boy like this is scary now because like i'm not used to taking it on this side and normally it's if it's just a suplex no big deal but because like we're just in the ring but now we're on the top rope and there's two other people involved too because not only is jewel suplexing this guy who's suplexing me off the top rope but sean martin's at the bottom power bombing everybody right so yeah. I, at that point i was just like jump and flip <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah and that's what i did but I, oh boy it was scary um but it was a lot of fun so uh how long were you wrestling before uh you turned into the canadian goose uh officially and uh, i i i had done like maybe some backyard matches like way back in the day but yeah. the the canadian goose i've always been the canadian goose for my pro 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 career okay so um, you started the whole thing started in 2018 for you uh, um the wrestling thing did I, yeah before, yeah before that i was the ring announcer for like two years okay and, uh for like 10 years before that i was helping at shows just like putting up posters working the music uh do, you know i'd do the odd like in-ring interview or whatever but uh yeah so i've been involved since like 2005 but 2018 was when i finally was like oh you know what maybe this is something i can do and i really really want to so so yeah. uh, when you first got into it were, were you eyeing that maybe one day you'd want to wrestle or were you just happy to sort of be involved behind the scenes and doing the the crew stuff and the and the ring stuff i mean i always wanted to i just didn't think i could and then uh you know I, you when you're around a lot of professional wrestlers and stuff and you kind of learn that like a lot of it is just mindset you know if you don't think you can or if you do think you can like you're probably right so yeah. yeah awesome that's that that is a good mindset that's that's good so when uh so you're uh, for anybody that doesn't know you you wrestle in alberta what's it like we've anybody that sort of follows wrestling and has heard about sort of stampede wrestling and the stories that you hear about traveling that part of the country during winter and stuff like that like how, how have you found uh uh wrestling or traveling or just being involved in the alberta indie wrestling scene 
I I love it. I mean, uh, it is there is like there's uh, if, in in Western Canada, there's no places that are like oh, it's only like a little drive away. Like even Calgary is like you know three and a half hours away from here. You know, so it's it's there's a lot of driving sometimes, but I I don't mind being on the road, especially because like we all carpool to these things, right? I don't ever have to go on my own to get to a show because the promoters, you know, I generally make them pay for my gasoline or whatever, so they know they want a bunch of guys going in the same car, so they're not paying everybody's gasoline, you know, and uh, I I I yeah, so I just go with a bunch of guys and, and then, yeah, it's, it's, you know, the, the, the road trips are half the fun for you because like, it's all gossip and whatnot on the road, you know? So I, yeah, I, that's love, what... I, I love that kind of stuff. But I mean, the problem is that like, okay, I can wrestle in Edmonton, I can wrestle in Calgary and there's a few other small towns in Alberta, but like, you know, if you want to go over to, to Vancouver or BC, like the, then you're looking at like, hours and hours of driving and then it becomes more cumbersome and more difficult to find people that are willing to go that far you know and and promoters that are willing to pay that much money for the the gasoline or whatever and don't get me wrong i i would come and do the shows uh uh for free but i just like i'm i need like i i have financial obligations Yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah so um but anytime like i do have family that lives in victoria and so once in a while like once a year i like to go out there and just visit my family and then the last time i did that i i also was like hey i'm gonna be in town is it okay if i come and wrestle and they were like yes please do and so oh, nice. so like they didn't pay for my plane ticket or nothing but the fact that i was already in town i came and wrestled and you know i got a good payoff for that show and i had a tremendous amount of fun because like it was the first time i ever got to wrestle in front of my friends and family so it was a, it was a really good time that was, How- for, uh, that was for 365 wrestling in victoria Oh, cool. 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 Um, so, uh, how, how did, uh, how did your friends and family, uh, take you getting involved in the industry? Uh, the, I think they were all pretty stoked for me. Cause like they all knew, like I've been a wrestling fan since I was like 13 years old. Like the angle that got me into wrestling was when Vince McMahon took off the hood and was like, it was me, Austin. It was me <laughs> all along. And I, I was yeah. like, Oh, I'm watching this now from, from like, from now on this is my thing i'm watching this on monday nights that's what i'm doing and yeah so i i i stuck with that for a very long time and was a huge wrestling fan just you know i i always had uh issues with like weight gain and stuff i was i was always a heavier guy um mm. and stuff so i i just i didn't think i could do it until eventually like i I buckled down and I lost a bunch of weight and uh, exercised and eventually, yes, I I was doing the ring announcing and one of the boys was like, uh, it was actually uh, the saltwater savage, Andrew Hawk. He, uh, he said, Hey, uh, there was a message on the worker page, which I was a part of because I was announcing the shows and uh, he says, Oh, I've, I've set up the ring, one of the rings in my backyard. If anyone wants to come by and do some training. And I, I was like, Hey, can I get in on that and do this some training? So I, I went and I trained with him like three days a week in his backyard for like a month or two. And then he ended up moving back to Newfoundland. So uh, our training stopped. Also, it is Alberta and you can only train in a guy's backyard so many months of the year before it starts snowing. And yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous and cold to, to, to wrestle in the snow. So yeah. Yeah. No, uh, 
eventually uh when he moved back to uh newfoundland i ended up just doing like small out-of-town shows and being like a you know a job guy basically yeah. my my job was to make other wrestlers look good and i i was very very i wasn't very good at it but uh eventually i i joined up at uh force wrestling when they started up their training center and that was run by uh, michael richard blaze who's pretty much c- considered to be like the best wrestler in alberta and so uh once i joined up with him i've i've been with his uh outfit ever since and then uh even when force shut down and top talent started up um uh, mrb and zoe and taryn from accounting and uh shotgun sigrid or no shot shotgun sigrid he didn't come with us but uh taryn from accounting zoe and mrb and myself we all joined up at top talent and then uh i've stayed at top talent for a while and then uh, i guess there was some sort of falling out between mrb and uh harlan abbott i i don't know the details of it or whatnot it, it seems to be the case even uh, everybody that we talk to that's uh involved in, in independent wrestling there's always even i'm i'm in st john's there's always fallout in uh in the promotions and nobody knows what happened but there's always something going on in the yeah. background but I'm I'm like even though my name's the Canadian Goose, I'm Switzerland to all this stuff because yeah. like I have no problems with Harlan and I have yeah. no problems with Michael. So for a long time, I just went to both wrestling schools. And like each day, I would alternate. So I'd go like Monday, I'd go to uh, Top Talent. Tuesday, I'd go to to uh, Clandestine. And then I ended up when I got my knee surgery and I was injured, it, it just became too expensive for me to maintain going to two. So I went back and joined up at clandestine because that those are the people I've been training with since I basically started training. So, so how did you find, uh, how did you find training? Was it a tough, tough transition for you or did you take to it like a goose in water? Uh, I mean, the training is difficult. Like professional wrestling is not an easy thing to do. Uh, I mean, how did I find it was like, like I said, I was the announcer. So I already knew all the guys and then they were just like, Oh, anyone want to train? And then, yeah, once that training school uh, ended, then MRB was like, Oh, I've started up this training school. If anyone wants to come and I've got in on that, you know, and I've just been with them ever since. And, but yeah, it's, it's not easy. Like there's a lot of yeah. uh, cardio. It's cardio is the worst part for me. Like yeah. I, I love all the chain wrestling and I like to do big moves and all that sort of stuff but once you get me running i get pretty miserable pretty fast Mm. (laughs) and and there's so many other aspects to it too beyond just the physical part or the cardio part there's the uh, i mean you coming up with the character was that something that you had in your back pocket uh, or where did it come from the character actually uh when i first joined at hawks's uh school there he was like oh google kyle what do you want your uh, character to be and stuff and i was like well i'm already like the ring announcer maybe uh we can have some heel that like starts giving me a lot of grief and then eventually i you know get sick and tired of it and i like fight back and want to do a match and he was like you want to be the ring announcer and then join it like nobody's gonna care about that like he told me mm. you should do a mask gimmick something like uh uh this we have a wrestler named uh dead zone around here it's basically just the guy that dresses up as deadpool and wrestles yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he has the mask right so yeah. he told me i should do that and then i went home and i was thinking about it and i actually i put on um a uh, video from tna wrestling and they have this this big uh, uh, black wrestler named Moose there. Oh yeah, and Moose pumps his arm and he goes Moose, Moose, Moose. 
And literally everyone in the video that I was doing it was doing that. They were going, Moose, yeah. Moose, Moose. And my genius idea, I was like, oh, well, I wrestle for real Canadian wrestling. Hmm, what rhymes with Moose? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then Goose, Goose came up, up, and then I was like, oh, Goose. Canadian goose, Canada goose, and then Canadian geese are actually, they're pretty vicious animals, you know? They don't look real tough or anything, but if oh, you yeah. ever mess with one of them, they, they will fight you till they're dead, you know? <laughs> and so I, I kind of relate to them on that level, and uh, uh, I just decided, I, I went to talk, and I said, well, I was thinking about it. What if I call myself uh, the Canadian goose, and then I'll get people to go goose, goose, goose? And he, he was like, the Canadian goose? Like, that is really, really stupid. And <laughs> I was, I was licking, I was living at uh, Stephen uh, Styles's house at the time. I was, uh, he was the promoter, and I was, yeah, living. Oh, this is my match from. Uh, yeah, just showing the people, uh, sort of what your deal is. Yeah, this is me versus Marty Sugar from Kelowna. Yeah, this was a good. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I actually won the uh, Big West Internet Championship in this match. Wow. Um, nice. But yeah, yeah. So I, I, uh, I did that. He said, that's a stupid idea. Uh, uh, Steven Stiles, the promoter of RCW thought it was a really dumb idea, but they, I guess they, he thought it was so dumb that he wanted to see me try and pull it off. And so he got me booked in a match, uh, for Lakeland pro wrestling in Bonneville, which again is like one of those out of town uh, shows because it's not Edmonton or Calgary. And it's a great place for somebody who, who uh, isn't really super skilled to make their debut, you know? Um, and uh, so I, I did that. I debuted and I only like my debut was like, you know, a month and a maybe a month and a week after i first started my training i was not ready at all but uh yeah no i came out and i did the goose 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 stuff and it it kind of got over a little bit but then yeah no then i ended up getting put in another match later on down the road and then another match after that and then eventually one of the wrestlers uh backstage uh his name was maniac and he said you should say honk instead of goose <laughs> and then i just tried it out one night and then yeah it went over really great and then i was yeah. like oh kind of like and you know this is my instead of being like yes yes yeah. yes daniel bryan thing this is my goose thing where i go honk 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 and now people always do it it's it's like literally all i have to do is go honk 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 and then the, the chant starts up and everybody starts doing it and yeah it's, it's amazing a, so uh you obviously like uh have to have a good uh relationship i guess with the fans do you find that you uh go to towns and you see the same people are coming out to the shows you get to know them like that uh, absolutely especially like in calgary and edmonton where i've you know like now since i've been wrestling for like five years and eventually i did get on those main shows in the cities i've been doing them for you know, like I say, four years or whatever. And, uh, yeah, no, I have, I actually have a lot of people, like a lot of people even say, Oh, the goose is my favorite wrestler. You know, like some people are like that. And I, I just appreciate it so much, but I like my whole shtick. Like I I'm, I'm pretty keenly aware that the athletics of wrestling is still something I'm, I struggle with. Like I'm not, gonna be doing any chris benoit kurt angle style chain wrestling in matches usually like i i can do a little bit of it but I, it's challenging for me it's challenging for me to do a lot of running and stuff uh but crowd work and getting people going uh like i i i have no issue doing that whatsoever like um yeah, before i ever became as, it, it strikes me as sort of like a like the the hurricane kind of uh 
yeah. idea behind uh, behind the character exactly yeah, yeah exactly like the hurricane is a great uh, uh reference for the kind of wrestling that i do where it's just like i'm a fun underdog baby face usually and and occasionally like once in a while they do actually have me like go heel and then mm. i just i just you know while i'm a heel i oftentimes will do a lot of like i'll duck out of the ring and i'll tell the guy i'm wrestling hey make sure that when i get out of the ring you 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 yell hey that guy's not a goose he's a chicken and then get a chicken <laughs> chance started up right like i love all that kind of hokey like people yeah. people do often like i've been accused of being carny um but my 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 response to that is uh, i don't know about you but every time i go to the carnival i have a whole lot of fun hell yeah 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 so, yeah. I, yeah speaking of the uh, rcw show that i saw you at though um you know besides rowan there was um one of the the nephews of the dynamite kid he was there oh yeah yeah are these are these guys are these vets or um, i don't know if you call it the nephew vet or not but uh, are these guys approachable uh do they offer you advice backstage how are they like to interact uh, with um i mean they're approachable i i often won't bother people for like advice and stuff backstage just unless there are people i like know like i'll talk to mrb because he's my coach right i'll talk to him he's not in rcw uh again like i i'm not really aware of what the falling outs are or, or if there's heat or anything but uh he, he's not in rcw and i i uh, will take uh matches wherever i can get them so i love wrestling for rcw I've, it's been my home promotion and whatnot so you know maybe occasionally i'll ask people that i was wrestling that night if they have like i always will in fact ask people hey was everything all right was there anything you thought i could have done better out there that sort of thing um but but as far as guys like rowan and uh you know uh billington go like i don't generally bother those guys but i do make a point to be hi i'm kyle the goose it's nice to meet you uh i always like guys like rowan of course who's like a, a wwe guy i always thank him for drawing us a house that sort of thing and then uh he, he actually uh he was pretty cool because the night before that show in edmonton we did another show in drumheller alberta right. and that was an adventure because in drumheller uh it, it was currently at that time minus 40 Yep. and all the water in the building had frozen so there was no running water and so he had every reason in in the world to be like super grouchy and and grumpy and from what i talked uh, talk to a couple other wrestlers and they said oh he was he was a little grouchy and grumpy with them but i ended up being in, like his locker room was uh him and his opponent that was cody mack and then me and my opponent which was uh uh the legendary steve wild right who's also kind of a prickly guy sometimes but uh uh because i was wrestling steve wild i wanted to change in the same locker room with him so that we could uh discuss our match and whatnot and uh it just ended up it was me him rowan and cody mack and so rowan was telling us all kinds of great stories and stuff and it, it was just a good time during the show uh yeah so i, I like I, I like yeah try to be personable but not uh, invasive right nice. yeah i gotta say uh when i met rowan he uh, he brought me backstage to where you guys were changing and all that stuff he yeah did. i saw your little thing where you stuff. yeah he was such a nice dude yeah such a great experience that was, that was awesome man like i had a ball back there that was so cool yeah it was hard for me not to mark out because like uh like anybody that's seen me wrestle knows that uh like 
Bray Wyatt's kind of a big influence on me. Like I use the sister Abigail as my finishing move. Um, you know, so like, and the, my, all my promos and stuff, like I, I'm one of the few guys in, in, I like doing promos almost as much as I like actually having wrestling matches. And, uh, like I, I'll, my two guys that I pull the most from, I guess three would be, uh, uh, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, uh, uh, Bray Wyatt and Mick Foley. They're, mm. they're my absolute three favorite wrestlers and guys that like, if you watch me in the ring, you could tell. Like, cause like I'll be out there throwing bionic elbows and then doing double arm DDTs and then finishing the guy off with the sister Abigail, which I, I call the sister Abagoose. There you go. I mean, it writes <laughs> itself. It's yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so um, go ahead. Uh, no, no, go ahead, Bish. Um, when you're, when you were training, um, I know, I'm still like, training, man. Like that's one of the things that like, there's know. a misconception, uh, amongst, uh, like a lot of wrestlers. Like, I guess some people, I guess can go, they do their three months of training and then they're trained and they just go and wrestle on shows. Me, no, I need to stay sharp. So I'm, I'm literally like, uh, I try to train as much as I possibly can. So how often as much as you can, like with shows uh, and stuff, are you working a w once a week? Uh, how, how does that go? Well, this week I actually, uh, I ended up taking, uh, uh, Wednesday off, but normally I would train on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday. There's, if there's shows I'm wrestling on the shows. And if there's no shows then I'm, I'm at training on those days as well, you know, like, wow. uh, so it's the focus uh, I, of your life. Is it? I, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, like, uh, I recently at the beginning of, uh, the year here, I give up the, uh, the weed. Mm. Like I used to smoke a lot of weed and that yeah. would interfere with my training sometimes because I refuse to wrestle when I'm stoned. I just won't do it. Yeah, uh, right. just cause I, I would be, I would feel awful if I hurt somebody. Yeah. So I, I yeah. like, if I smoked weed, I was like, okay, well I, I smoked weed, so I'm not going to go to train today. But, and that was, that was an issue before, but since I give it up, there's been no issues and I've been going e literally every day this week. I did take Wednesday off just because I, uh, you know, I've been going real hard for a long time and I was, I was just fucking exhausted. Excuse okay. My all right. We'll give you a pass on that yeah. one. You get your yeah. Wednesday. So, uh, but, but I was back last night, uh, training with, uh, Zoe and, and Taryn and we, we were ripping it up and having a good time. And, you know, uh, uh, tonight I was, uh, going to go to training as well, but apparently, uh, I'm needed at the, uh, venue where we're going to be doing the show tomorrow. Cause we're setting up tonight. So, uh, uh, but hopefully after the ring is set up, I can get in there and, uh, roll around and hit the ropes a few times and. You know, like I say, uh, don't get me wrong. I, I, I know I complained about the running making me miserable, but I also realized that that's very important that I'm able to do that. And so I push myself and make myself do it. Nice. Yeah, um, that's right. As as you're in the ring. Do you like calling the spots more on the fly or are you more like a prepare yourself beforehand kind of person wrestler? Oh, like uh, that is a very good question, you know, because there is absolutely those two different styles of it. And like I was saying about how I like to do crowd work and I love promos and stuff. Uh, a big part of that is when I was in high school, I was really big into improv theater like uh, improv comedy and stuff. And I did that for a long time. So, and it's been absolutely invaluable for my wrestling career. And normally I do like to plan the matches. 
Like, uh, there's a portion of the match called uh, The Heat where the bad guy just kind of takes over and whoops the, the good guy's ass for a little while. That I like to be just like, okay, then you put a heat on me. And that's kind of all the discussion we need that for that. But at the end of the heat, okay, cool, we'll do a double uh, clothesline for a double down or whatever, and then we'll go into the comeback. Like, I don't want to kill the magic here, but I'm sure you guys are aware. No, no, it's interesting, right? Because it's sort of structured like a three-act sort of story in a lot of ways. Exactly, which is exactly the same as an improv scene. Like, yeah. So uh, when the first time I did ever show up at a show and I walked up to the previously mentioned dead zone and said, hey, bud, we're wrestling tonight. What, do, what would you like to do? And he looked at me and said, you know how to wrestle. I'll see you out in the ring. Okay, that was the first for me. But, you know, like I went to the ring and wrestled them and like. It was totally like everything was on the up and up. I just, my ears were open. I listened to what he told me to do. And uh, Dead Zone's an interesting guy. So it did kind of become pretty clear to me that unless I did something, I was going to just be getting my ass whooped this whole match. So at a certain point, I did muscle him into the corner and I just started doing some stuff to him. And then uh, by by the last time that we wrestled, which was uh, my second to last match before I went down with knee surgery, I wrestled his evil Santa Claus. He wrestled uh, as Dead Zone, of course. And uh, (laughs) literally, he said, okay, the finish is going to be I go for a spin kick, you duck. I go for another spin kick, you duck. I go for a third spin kick. And when you duck, I'm going to schoolboy you. And I was like, okay, cool. And the rest of the match, the entire thing was, was just me doing an improv gag and you know like it was we did obviously talk to each other and i was evil santa claus so i was the heel in that one and typically the heel is the person that does the calling so yeah i've heard that uh, yeah yeah Uh, mind you in a situation where it's a guy like dead zone who's been wrestling for 25 years usually you're better off to just listen to them but when he told me i could call some stuff i was like okay cool i'm just gonna call this whole match and and basically that's <laughs> that's what ended up happening and it, and it was a lot of fun and, and and whatnot so i'm happy to do both i but like my preference is to have a, a a nice beginning plan and a good plan for the ending and yeah then just the section in the middle where we're we're just kind of riffing a little bit and then i also i always do like leave room for 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 improv moments and and like those kind of like authentic moments where maybe you and the other guy don't really realize what's going to be going on but you know as long as you don't do anything like completely out of left field and confuse people you, it's generally pretty good speaking of improv moments that are like i gotta go back to that show again empty i had a really good time that show it was amazing it was fun are you coming to the one tomorrow I am in Red Deer. I'm going to Edmonton tomorrow. Is there a show in Edmonton tomorrow? Yes, sir. We're having yes. a, the, the Edmonton version of the Royal Rumble tomorrow for oh, RCW. Yes. You know what, my friend? I'll be there tomorrow. I can't wait. That's going to be yeah. awesome. It's going to be dope. Fun. I don't know if this is going to be uh, going on the air before then or whatnot. But yeah, our aim it, is, yeah. Our aim oh, is okay, well, on yeah, later tonight or tomorrow morning. Solid. Well, if you if you uh, are within the sound of my voice, then definitely come check it out. It's going to be tomorrow at the Norwood Legion. Uh, the doors uh, generally open at seven o'clock. Show starts at seven thirty. Um, the prices are very reasonable, like twenty twenty five dollars type thing for a ticket. 
um and yeah with with the the royal rumble format those are so much fun and yeah. those i've been in those where they're conducted both ways too where it's <laughs> like planned out meticulously yeah. and also where there's no plan whatsoever except we know who's gonna win and, yeah. That's and, awesome. and they're always fun because it's like oh you just hit their ring and you know hey buddy like i do the headbutt right so i'll often just get in the ring if i tap my head and i'm looking at you it means watch out because i'm gonna headbutt <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. But it's a it's a good thing that you, interesting thing that you bring up because I find that in any town, indie wrestling is the best bang for your buck when it comes to a good show. Like you can't beat it. Uh, I mean, movies, going to a concert, and you know, a play or something like that, just is not in the same stratosphere as going to uh, like a good, fun, independent wrestling show. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of like the, a cross between uh, like a movie and a comedy show because like there's a live aspect to it right like yeah. literally people will will chirp me in the ring and i'll turn around and i'll chirp them right back you know yeah or or you know, Rich, the last show i was at black swan she was one of the lady wrestlers uh there i was in the front row and i was booing her she was you know she's outside the ring i was still booing her to get back in and then she came over to me and she was like go back to your mom or whatever like that right and then my my wife goes she's dead and i'm like yeah my mom's dead and she just looked right at me came up to me face to face and went good you would have been a big disappointment to her anyway <laughs> it was fantastic man that's crazy i, I laughed so hard it was great oh, i mean man. as long like i like that that's that's pretty risky because like i don't want to hurt the people's feelings like it there's like just like whatnot but uh as long as you're not offended like if she had died oh. like the day before or something then imagine yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, oh, yeah. Boy. oh boy but uh yeah no i i actually i was like, uh, that was the first time i ever saw black swan wrestle too and i was i was actually kind of disappointed that i didn't get to like team up with her in a mixed tag team and have like a goose and a swan team up yeah, <laughs> i think go. that would that would have been a lot of fun and me yeah. and her both order our uh our feathers from the same place so. here you go yeah she had the crazy feather thing going on yeah that's right yeah, yeah. Good stuff. I, think, um, I think we're getting ready to see, we could see uh you do the goose thing here actually oh yeah. <laughs> that's awesome and so the kids yeah. love it obviously too right do you do oh. you have like shirts and merch do, have you uh, gotten to that uh, place yet uh, absolutely i have uh i have um a red bubble account it's kind of like pro wrestling tees except yep. it's generally open right. for anyone and it's a canadian company so the cost of shipping is greatly decreased we're talking a difference of between like literally if you order a shirt from pro wrestling tees you have to pay in american funds for it and you have to pay shipping and the shipping is usually like 20 bucks yeah at right. least it's really gnarly but with Redbubble, i can uh basically kind of set the prices that i need so i usually sell my shirts for like 25 bucks and then the shipping is like four bucks so yeah. you you're, you can order a Canadian goose shirt, and it's usually under thirty five dollars. Well, Bishop, and, I know uh, your birthday just was uh, earlier this week, but maybe uh, maybe there's still time for another gift for you. Hey, buddy! Absolutely, and you know my yeah. wife's birthday is coming up, so I'll have to get her some Canadian goose merch. Stock her, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Go to uh, Redbubble slash or 
dash or what just go to redbubble and search up canadian goose ks that stands for canadian goose kyle shaw uh, my my designs will pop up uh, i got this one here of course this oh, one beautiful. was actually designed by a professional uh comic book artist the boys yeah yeah that looks had awesome that commissioned and made for me because uh like i i had crashed my car and i was on some hard times and some of the other wrestlers uh wanted to help me out so they got this uh professional comic book guy to make me a t-shirt design and nice. ever since then i've i've got a bunch of other ones i got like 12 designs up there i got zoo world order t-shirts which <laughs> is just like a kid take off of the nwo except yeah. it's a zwo and uh my new tag team partner that i just uh teamed up with last weekend in love pro wrestling uh the wolf boy will mantla uh i'm trying to convince him that we should be the zoo world order black and red and we'll be the, we'll just come out to the wolf packs music and like, have a lot of fun so, I'm, I'm realizing now that there's a lot of animal themed wrestlers yeah yeah there's a battle wasp you know a killer bee there's there's yeah. there's tons of guys that are named after bears and moose and yeah. like yeah, there's so many guys that we could we could that could be part of our Zoo World order, and and I think that like just it's marketable. Like people buy those ZWO yeah. T-shirts. That doesn't make sense for me to wear them on my own. I I have <laughs> because like I was proud of the of the design and stuff. It's a smart idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely go to Redbubble, look up Canadian Goose KS. Uh, all my designs are up there. I have Spider Man uh, logo knockoff. I have a Batman one, which is just the Batman logo, except instead of the bat head, it's a goose's neck and head on it <laughs> this is the canadian goose uh, uh, that's one of my favorite ones that's awesome that's awesome pat do you have any more questions uh for Kyle? no i mean this has been fascinating kyle thank you so much for answering the questions it's been an awesome look uh, at what you do it's uh and i really appreciate the your uh, little nuggets of uh of sayings if you know what i mean uh uh inspirational uh stick in your mind it's good i can yeah, tell like like mindset is is like super important like yeah 100 percent. like whether you believe you can or you can't you're right there you go see there you like, go that's, that's what i'm talking that's, about i didn't i didn't make that one up but it's uh nah, it's we'll say it is true. Yeah. It is. Uh, patrick you're from uh, st john's newfoundland hey yeah yeah well from gander me and aaron uh, grew up in gander together in newfoundland of course you live in gander so you got the goose on here uh and we don't realize that until now holy shit. <laughs> a shout out to to to, to st john's newfoundland they have some great wrestling uh going on in in uh newfoundland yeah it is actually like of all the places i have not been able to wrestle newfoundland is like one of the places i really really want to go because i you have should my uh I yeah. have my own podcast, Monday Night Shaw. It's yeah. uh, available on YouTube and it's through Love Wrestling and stuff. And I actually did like Newfoundland Month where I interviewed a bunch of wrestlers from Newfoundland. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, yeah, Andrew Hawk is a Newfoundland wrestler, the guy that originally trained me. Yeah, and, yeah, you were saying. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the wrestling shows that I've uh, gone to out here, uh, the fans are crazy. Like, have, uh, did, you, did you ever go to uh, Cutting Edge Wrestling? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that used to be owned by the Viking Lord Vince Austin, who I've had 
It's countless, match, yes. countless matches within RCW. Yeah, yeah. One Vince, of my favorite Vince Austin is, is known here. He's sort of He's like... infamous in Newfoundland. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's like Sailor White and then Vince Austin is probably number yeah, two. Yes, yeah. yes. And he's absolutely... I, I I love being in the ring with him. He's tough as nails, but he's he's one of my... He's he's actually one of my best friends in, in wrestling. And, and then there's some other guys that are there now with... Uh, in, N.E.W. that I really like, like uh, Jeremiah yeah. Javen and uh, the Cameron Stevens. They're they're two two uh, really solid guys. Uh, I've never wrestled Jeremiah Javen because he's like a pure Newfoundland guy from uh, Newfoundland that I had on my podcast. But he's yeah. the probably the top Newfoundland guy that I haven't wrestled that I want to. Well, and a new one just started up that's uh, not even in St. John's. It's um, like an hour or so away. So there's enough uh, business being done here that you could go to the smaller towns now and uh, do shows. And they're running shows fairly regularly. Like, you know, I, I really want to wrestle in. Uh, I really want to wrestle in Dildo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> we all have kidding. dreams. I, we I all saw a video dreams. of a match taking place in Dildo, and I was like, if I got to wrestle in front of that crowd, I'd have been the most over wrestler on the whole show because <laughs> the whole crowd was was children, and uh, children love me. I uh, yeah, my favorite yeah. people to wrestle in front of are children and drunk people. And yeah. one day, I really hope I get to wrestle in front of some drunk children because well, it'll be like Stone <laughs> Newfoundland is the place for you, it. my friend. Oh yeah, I <laughs> bet you. <laughs> All right, bud. Thank you so much for joining us this week, man. It's been a great pleasure. I will definitely see you tomorrow night at the show. Good luck. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Aaron and Patrick. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, Please send me the links and stuff so I can share them out. And I will get the word out about your podcast as well. I think that there's plenty of of wrestling content out there, and there's plenty of room for all of it. So 100%. I'm I'm one of those few wrestlers that isn't, like I, I, I don't go with that exclusivity stuff. I want to wrestle for everyone, and I want nice. to be on everyone's podcast. Hell yeah! <laughs> Support indie wrestling. Thank you so much, my friend. That's what you get when you're chit-chatting with the bish. Great guy. He's interesting. Everybody you kind of talk to about it, there's like, you don't know how much they want to talk about the what goes into the sausage, you know, being made, how much they want to get into it, if they even want to talk about it as anything but kayfabe. So uh, it's good. And uh, seems like a great guy, great talker. And hopefully you'll see him tomorrow night. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now... Yeah, rolling along, I guess we uh, can start up the Chronicles again. Part two of Hogan and HBK. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just Okay, so last we were, uh, Mr. Bishop, we were talking about what may be the greatest heel promo of all time. It's 2005. Uh, Shawn Michaels making one of his first appearances back in Montreal, I'd imagine, since the screw job 
comes out to a then to a venomous reaction from the Montreal faithful. Ruckus, I think is it the word? I don't know. I don't know. But yes, very yeah. Ruckus, ruckus, ruckus. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They they were they were full of piss and vinegar. Let's say that. Yes. Um, this is now for the our American audience or for anybody who's outside of Canada watching. As we know, Bret Hart to Canada is like Jesus. Like he is a god among men up here in Canada. And this is shortly after. Well, I mean, no, the, uh, Bret Hart still hasn't made his appearance yet in the WWE or F since the screw job. He has not made his appearance yet. So, <laughs> Shawn Michaels really knows yeah. that play. And, and I got to say, up to this point, Shawn Michaels' heel turn, it was his first heel turn back since 2000, uh, or since 1997, I guess, or whatever. And, uh, and it wasn't really doing it for me. He was making fun of Hulk Hogan. It was almost like he was painting hogan as being a bad guy this promo was shithead Shawn michaels the return of dx Shawn michaels montreal you screw brett you screw brett <laughs> well, since all of you have been so respectful to me, I would like to return in kind. crazy i could i actually like we're gonna get totally demonetized because i could just sit back and watch this there's nothing that i can really even comment about uh while listening to it it's just such a good heel reaction from the yeah. get-go and it only gets better it does. Too. uh hogan when he came back to montreal for that first time after mania 18 like they went to commercial break the people l loved him it's uh, amazing they cheered him for like eight minutes straight I miss the way that they used to do these promos with uh, Sean. You notice wanders around and the camera guy. It's not just uh, it's not just the hard cam with this. Uh, and I miss that they used to do this. They don't do it anymore. Yeah. Just iconic. I use uh, his cadence when he's saying, uh, if Bret Hart was here right now, I will give 
WWE fans something to remember. Another thing I got to bring up. Now I'm thinking of stuff to say. Uh, at this point, like, Bret Hart was never mentioned on TV either, right? There was still... So, like, for him to even say Bret Hart's name was shocking to us. Yeah. Defeat. 20 we were like what 21 22 at this time and uh completely hated him during this Eight. promo oh yeah. my god yeah like Great. not and i know wrestling's not real yeah Brett because I screwed Brett. I did it once and I'd do it again. We were losing fucking minds when that music hit back then. Oh, man. I still get chills even knowing the result of this, watching it all these years later. Who's your daddy, Montreal? 
<laughs> it wouldn't see that's jr even jr is like damn him yeah tell you jr wouldn't be coerced into having a dirty threesome with vince mcmahon like talent relations john laurinitis allegedly was probably not <laughs> the later on that night uh sean would come back out and put hogan in the sharpshooter even uh infuriating the crowd even more yeah i mean i don't even remember that i don't even remember that uh he uh, sean could have retired right then and there and just moved on with his life after that because it was peak peak pro wrestling and there's nothing left to do but go to the show after this which is SummerSlam to that well yep SummerSlam yeah. 2005 yep so at this point, I mean, and it's so funny that Sean is in Montreal referencing Bret Hart and his refusal to put people over and his uh, whole thing with not doing business because he just shows how unprofessional he is in this match when he knows he's not getting another one. And it's a different type of screw job where he lets Hogan go over, but he just makes him look like an idiot the entire time. SummerSlam screw job. I like it. And, uh, but also, also, uh, uh, very hilarious what he does, um, which is uh, the most passive aggressive thing that I think I've ever heard of, which is sell so much for your opponent that it looks silly. Yeah. Here we go. I I wonder at what point is it that Hogan realizes that Sean is just fucking with him? Because uh, there's points in the match where Hogan right is here, right, yeah. right there, probably. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I wonder what the reaction was backstage when he came in, because obviously Vince couldn't have been happy with this. Like, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh man now i don't even do you remember this match like watching this match at the time because i don't know that i remember like i don't remember i don't remember if i caught on to what was going on or what what was going on i caught what was going on right away yeah like i think it was the turnbuckle flip and this is this is yeah right like and where he gets up again and just starts punching uh thin air yeah yeah and falls back down again yeah yeah uh classic great stuff <laughs> look oh man oh my god just like <laughs> <laughs> and oh. then and hogan blades in this too doesn't he god, like yeah. yeah hogan does a good blade job too he's bleeding yeah. a lot hogan took the match serious <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's a kind of uh it's a kind of sort of revenge or sabotage that you really got to it's really impressive actually that sean even thought to do it you know um because you've everybody's heard of like sandbagging or no selling like that's normally what would have happened back in the day is it just would have no sold the entire thing but but yeah. he is going above and just beyond anything yeah here comes the sharpshooter hogan's bleeding really really good here. I mean, yeah he's another yeah. two that's the second ref bump for some reason low blow chair shirt. shot nice elbow beautiful drop. elbow probably I a mean, better elbow than macho man randy savage great. i mean like it, sean is like you said a fish out of water the whole time but it is still a, a great match yeah there this here we go here we go, here we go. oh yeah. man 
Christ. <laughs> that's so good. That is so good. And that's the end of it. Hogan went back. Hogan posed. He went back and he said, I'm never wrestling you again. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Shakes his hand. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. That's good shit. <laughs> um, beautiful stuff. Now, Aaron, uh, I'm going to call an audible on this. I think that's the end of the show. Yeah. yeah. We'll get you uh, nice and waxed and, and, uh, <laughs> and slide that in. I hope it's entertaining. I'm sure it will be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, and that's it. So, uh, uh, a wonderful show. Uh, really enjoyed uh, Canada Goose, the Canadian no, Goose. Yeah. It's a good oh, talker. Uh, I mean, these wrestling guys, they'll just talk, won't they? <laughs> like I, that's what I find is that is that you're jumping in, you gotta interrupt them because they'll just go. You got to. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. They're just dropping it, names. Did he say that there was somebody what did he say? There was some wicked name of somebody. It was like uh it was like uh oh shit. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it because I, I I made a note. It was like it it, it it was like uh Susan the receptionist or something like that, or I can't remember. Oh, the librarian or something like that, uh someone the librarian. It, it, right? No, no, it was something it was it was like uh it was I think whoever he's talking about is an actual like indie star, like uh, like in TNA and crap like that. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, no, the, I know the librarian gimmick, but uh, anyways, uh, Aaron, take us home. Another great week, Nation. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, next week, another fun-filled, fact void <laughs> episode of the BWF Wrestling Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Now, I have to go get my armpits waxed for your entertainment. See you next week. <laughs>